welcome to episode 199 of NCP. Just one more episode to go, people. 199. This is the 199. Our next episode is 200. Our final episode. I don't know why I sound excited about it. I should be sad. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that indicates why we're ending. <laughs> you should get your Sundays back. <laughs> Remember, no Aussie Sundays. No more editing. Uh, it's it's uh, it's a sad, sad, sad state of affairs. But uh, it is uh, all good things must must come to a close. Yep. Even Next Generation had to end at some point. Luckily, it wasn't after season one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How it got past season one, I don't know. There's <laughs> just some terrible stuff. But anyway, uh, so that's, my name is David. I am your host, and with me are the crew. Crystal. Hello. And Bo. Hello. Now, I, uh, I wasn't on the recording, but uh, I did start with Good Morning Vietnam because it's very early morning where we are, Bo is. We're recording yeah. at a different time than we are normally. Oh, it's weird. It's all, re- it's all reversed. It's, it's all reversed. It's, it's like Freaky Friday. <laughs> We're awake and Bo's not. <laughs> I know. So yeah. Bo's, Bo's out, he's out a little tired. But you're, you're okay, man. You're good? Yeah, I'm good, man. Yeah. I think this early in the morning is, you know, like, an American morning radio show. Like we need to have like wacky sound effects and. Oh, you, you've got the, you're the master of the soundboard. Have you got some sort of wacky sound effect? <laughs> Battle of the sexes. Uh, not, on the, <laughs> not on the right computer for that. Oh, right. okay. <laughs> so you're not recording from bed this is what this morning, Bo? That would be hilarious. No, I would, but my wife's in bed. I think I'd keep her awake. <laughs> that's uh, that's why NCP's uh, coming to a close. We want to start a new podcast called In Bed with Bo. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody has to be in bed. We should do it, man. We should do it. We could do it. It could be a video. It could be a video podcast. Just be him propped up in bed wearing pajamas and a pipe. <laughs> John, John and Yoko's yeah. style. I should start, but make it like a late night style show. Yeah, you know, it, like monologues and everything. But I do the monologue in my pajamas yeah. while I'm getting ready for bed, and then I actually do the show from bed and have guests on. Yeah. Ask question. And the guests sit next to you in bed. <laughs> Has to be Star Trek projection. Yeah. Was a, I'm pretty sure there was, there was a bit. There was a BBC show where with Pamela Stevenson, and she used to interview people while they were lying on a bed. I'm sure of it. Didn't she interview Michael Hutchinson with uh, like lying on a bed together? I don't, I don't know. Anyway, oh, actually, it vaguely rings a bell. I'm getting a glimpse of crimped hair. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why this popped into my head. But yeah, I'm talking, I'm talking in bed with Bo. I reckon it would work. But uh, anyway. <laughs> Before we do that, we have to we have to finish up with NCP. In so bed with MCP. We've had a, we've had a couple of because uh, we announced it uh, last episode, and we've had uh, two people have expressed their no three, three people, people have, have expressed the, their disappointment because there is a comment on the actual yeah. website itself. Yeah, yeah. so uh, on Facebook, it was yeah, it's sad, but you know, it was good. I was I mean, I'm glad there was some response. If there'd been no responses. I don't know how I would have reacted. I must admit. What is this world coming to? <laughs> I know myself well enough to know that I would have been a bit upset. Nobody listened for seven years. <laughs> anyway, we had to. It had to eventually come to a close. But is this the? Is this the end of your podcasting career, David? Or, or oh or no, or no. Just I mean, NCP? it will it will continue on in some way. Like well, well personally, you and I are continuing on with Film Flams. So Film yep. Flams will be resurrected, and we've got some. Uh, some projects in the works for uh, film flams. We've got some news for film flams coming up. I just I don't want to say anything. Just I want to I want to, like I want to confirm it for sure. Just, so, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I want to I want to sizzle a little bit. You're right. You're totally right. Because if it turns out to then not happen, <laughs> I'll you know I'll yeah. feel like an idiot. So 
So we'll see how that goes. Um, but uh, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, I've, my work lives on in, in uh, Metamojo. I just spent the whole day with Metamojo at uh, Oz Comic Con Melbourne, and uh, I love those kids. I do. I love them a lot. Frank and Lauren. They're just awesome. <laughs> they, they, seriously, it's awesome. And uh, I was so tired. I got to like 3 p.m. And they're all, you know, best room of energy. And she's always so excited when she does her interviews and stuff. And I'm just like slumped against the wall. I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> is, is this where the younger management came in? <laughs> I'm an old man. Crystal was referring to an incident where uh, you don't let a, there's a certain area where you're not allowed to film at the section where like the celebrities are doing their signings and shit. And uh, I had a camera in my hand on a tripod that I was just holding for Frank because he just, you know, I don't, I, was, I, mean, I wasn't doing anything else. I might as well help him carry some stuff. Anyway, and it, and it wasn't on and didn't and had a lens cap on. And uh, and this area where all the signings are, they had signs up saying no cameras or filming beyond this point, right? Which is fine, right? Because you're meant to pay for this crap. They're not going to let you just take free photos. It's ridiculous. So and that's perfectly fine. But I wasn't even beyond that point. I was out in the concourse area. And this volunteer kid comes over, this poor kid, comes over and says, hey, can you angle the camera away? Because he thought I was, he must have thought that I was doing that, I was like walking past, yeah. you know, doing like a pan shot, you know what I mean? And uh, and at first I was like, he's like, can you turn the angle the camera around? And at first I was a bit confused. I was like, what? Because <laughs> like, I wasn't filming, so I had no idea what he was talking about. We were just having a conversation about what we're going to get for lunch. And uh, and then I suddenly I realized what he was talking about. I was like, "Can you angle the camera? You're not that film." And I just exploded. I don't know what happened. I don't know. I was I was, I was low on insulin. <laughs> David Smash. I know. It's just I, actually I feel bad for the kid now. And but I just because I was just I was just so blown away by the stupidity that I was just that I just like I just went mental at him. And you know this is a family friendly podcast. So I won't say some of the things I said, but it was inappropriate. It was an inappropriate reaction. I must admit. And. Uh, Thank, and, thank goodness for Frank is all I can yeah, say. Yeah, and, and Frank, thank God, <laughs> come over and he's like, he's like, come on, it's okay, Dave. Come on, you old man, it's all right. <laughs> he's not on your lawn, it's fine. And uh, sort of hustled me off. <laughs> he's not on your lawn. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was interesting. Because anyway, I still stand by, I still stand by the fact Look, that were, I wasn't doing anything wrong. You were in the right. I was in the it's right. Just a tad of an overreaction. It was, it was an, a, an extreme overreaction. But I was in the right, and that's all about it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on. So uh, I've, for this, I've, uh, sorry, I've done that before though. Where like uh, you steal a uh, like steal a picture of something you were supposed to pay for. Yeah. Um. On uh, on me and my wife's honeymoon, uh, <laughs> there was this guy going around. It was like like a tropical island type place, you know, like um, in the Caribbean, and there was this guy going around with uh, with like this giant parrot. And he would basically let you hold the parrot and then take your picture and then, you know, it'd be like $27 or something crazy to get a copy of the picture. So um, me and my wife just pretended like we didn't know each other. And um, she got her picture taken, but I was I was laying down, like looking like I was just catching some sun on the beach. And uh, I just secretly was taking a picture <laughs> of her with the parrot. Um, and then whenever the guy was like, you know, it's $27 for the picture, she just pretended to be... She just was like, oh, well, uh, you know, maybe I'll get that at the service desk. And then, um, but, you know, secretly she knew that I was still in the picture. Oh, <laughs> uh, you criminals. You criminals. See, my story was, at least I wasn't, in, I wasn't, like, stealing someone's livelihood. That man went hungry because of you. 
<laughs> there was lots of people on the beach. He got, he got money. <laughs> I took a picture of a Van Gogh at the Museum of Modern Art. I know. It, it, I remember when she could told me off because I was standing too close. <laughs> you were pointing I was at like, it. I was like, well then, if, if, if you don't let her stand this close, why is the barrier at this point? I didn't step over the barrier. So, if you was, want me to stand further away, big. move the fucking barrier back. You don't want you to get too close, so you don't, you don't realize that it's a fake. Some, somebody said you painted that. Oh, don't tell me it was a fake, Diff. It was a, a, a moment of my life, seeing Starry Night for real. My photo's quite blurry because I didn't want to get good. I was more excited about seeing Starry Night than I... That I would be seeing the Mona Lisa, I think. Mm. Uh, yeah, I've seen Starry Night was a, was a highlight of uh, my artistic group, artistic life. My, my favourite moment of that day is the the erotic installation and, and Becca's Freudian slip about the walls. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to repeat that Freudian slip? <laughs> Look at the balls. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the balls, Brett. <laughs> Becca was hilarious in that room. <laughs> Oh jeez, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, seeing them on list, it would be cool. But Starry Night, I was like, holy shit, this is Starry Night. This is the actual Starry Night in front of my face. <laughs> and of course, she had to come over and ruin it. But uh, anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Oh no, back to Banabojo. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so Banabojo. Back to the original question. Uh, yeah, so we'll live on in that. And um, and I don't know. I've got some other ideas. Got some other possible projects. Possibly something X-wing related because I'm because I'm, I'm obsessed. So we'll see how it goes. Obsessed is not quite a strong enough word. <laughs> it's a bit ridiculous, isn't it? It's getting a bit out of control. Are you still there, Bo? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay, good. Right. I thought you'd fallen asleep with the keyboard. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> we just suddenly just start, you know that, you know the noise like the computer makes when you hold a key down for too long? <laughs> if we start hearing that, <laughs> we'll know what's happening. Have you had your morning coffee? <laughs> yeah, you tell me, you tell me you've yeah, got coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so we've got some, uh, some discussion points, some things have been happening. Things that, like timey wimey things. Oh, please don't use that goddamn phrase. Humany woomany. Humany woomany. <laughs> Just the rubbish that he comes up with. Anyway, uh, um, and then uh, then we've got some uh, reviews, and then we're going to cap off the episode with an Azerothian times, a very special Azerothian times. So Azerothian, Azerothian times to to end all Azerothian times. Yeah, well, it will be our last Azerothian times, yeah. and I think it's yeah, appropriate think it, that. Yeah, uh, I think it's quite a. Uh... It's quite a... I don't know what the word is. I had a word. lost it. <laughs> it's the pinnacle of Azerothian times. Yeah. It's yeah. the ultimate edition of Azerothian times. We've been building up to this point for a while. We have indeed, because uh, as our regular listeners will know, Bo's very excited about the uh, the release of the Warcraft film. Well, at least he was a couple of episodes he back. He's now seen it. I don't know. He excited at 7 a.m. Well, yeah. I've, I've seen it twice now, and um, and I do have like a personal story behind it, too. Because okay, awesome. My, my, my first viewing was very solely, very solely, and I'm glad I saw it a second time. Oh. But I'll tell you everything in that Oh, he's bringing, <laughs> I'm intrigued. He's bringing the sizzle. He's, the he's, that, there's the sizzle for the show. So you got to stay. To, you got to stay to, to hear Bo's story, personal experiences. We're, we're getting professional, all of us. Yeah. The um, I know what's I don't know what's going on. Two one episode to go. We finally figured out how to work, how to do a goddamn podcast. But uh, yeah, so I think I'm, the most of the show, the bulk of the show, will of course be Bo and I. Arguing about the Warcraft film, so uh, we'll, we'll do the other stuff. We'll get the other stuff out of the way. Okay. Well, this, uh, that, this could actually be an interesting. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how it goes. 
So uh, let's start off with the sad stuff, and uh, then we'll move on to the other stuff. We've got uh, some some uh, passings, celebrity passings. Uh, Eric Bowersfeld, who uh, was the voice of Admiral Akbar in Return of the Jedi, and returned for The Force Awakens, has passed on. Here's your chance. I just I didn't I wasn't sure if it was appropriate to say that. That's perfectly fine. That's a trap. <laughs> You can tell. He, I'm pretty sure in his eulogy there'll be something like, you know, he got out of the trap, or not really something to that effect. <laughs> it was a trap. <laughs> it was a trap, but now he's dead. Uh, no, no, that's a shame. He was by all, by all accounts, by all accounts, a, a cool dude. But uh, yes, it is. It's a trap. Is uh, now has to be done by other people. Yeah. Probably Seth Green, because he probably does the best version of it. Yeah. Hey, you know what's the what's the like sentimental version of his of his. Uh... It's a trap. You know, like, whenever Leonard Nimoy passes away, you could, you could quote, you know, uh, he was the most human, or whatever it was that, that Kirk says, but, like, how do you turn it's a trap into uh, and it's something sen- sentimental? There's got to be a way to do it. It's a wrap? <laughs> it's a wrap. <laughs> That's a wrap, people. <laughs> I've been waiting for 50 minutes to say that joke. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't even that good. Uh, yeah, so, uh, but we also have uh, the, the the champion, the greatest, Muhammad Ali. Cassius Clay. He was pretty. He was pretty. <laughs> he was a good-looking dude, too. Um, yeah, so, I mean, the the, the champ has, uh, has, has finally succumbed and uh, has passed on. Still relatively young, 70-something. Four. Yeah, 74. Four. And, uh, yeah, the world has mourned. Wow, it's been a bit of reaction. Yeah, and uh, the funeral. In fact, the funeral was today. Yes. Yeah. So uh, it's a shame. Outpouring of sympathy. I'm not a huge boxing fan, I must say, but uh, right. Um, I can, no one can uh, no one can deny the man's personality. Yeah. Was uh, amazing. And humanity. Yeah. Yeah. What? A, yeah. And when he was the champ for a reason. Um, you a boxing fan, Bo? No. Boxing fan. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's interesting that the uh, the boxing, the only boxing matches that I've ever seen from start to finish all the way through are I can count them on my hand. Rocky won. <laughs> not, not a real boxing match. <laughs> Rocky won all the way to six. <laughs> and Muhammad Ali's three Frazier flights, and the Rumble in the Jungle. The uh, the uh, George Foreman. Yeah, so George Foreman was the second was was the Rumble in the Jungle, and he had three fights with Joe Frazier. So, I've, and I've seen all four of those, all the way from start to finish. If we're counting Rocky, then I've I've seen those, but <laughs> and I have, but I don't think I've seen any other. I only counted Rocky just for the comedy, but uh, it's, but yeah, and the actual real real world fights. Yeah. I don't think I've, I don't I haven't seen any even a like the fighter of my generation was. Mike Tyson, like our generation, and I didn't uh, even see a single full Mike Tyson fight. I didn't even I, when I watched Ali, I, I forwarded bits of it <laughs> really? just to get to the interesting bits. I was, what? They you you pass forward the sweet science? They did. Uh, you know, I don't really like watching people beat each other up. Oh, well, I do, but I grew up in Hollywood. <laughs> uh. <laughs> One of my 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 favorite Ali quote is, um, "Hate is wrong. Doesn't matter what color it comes from." Yep. Yep, very cool. Yep, so it is a shame for uh, those fight fans out there. Uh, on a brighter note, 
Um, I mentioned it in this episode because we're not going to get a chance to do it on the show, uh, but it is Star Trek's 50th anniversary this year. Uh, it is actually not too, until September. Fitty. Fitty. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, which means we won't, we won't, I mean, I can only assume we would have done like a Star Trek special or some kind, yeah. but since the show is ending... Something along the lines of Star Wars. Yeah, we're, uh, yeah, so it is Star Trek's 50th anniversary. It's kind of low-key, don't you think? This year, this year, this fifth year anniversary, hasn't also, really been a lot of like, celebration. About I get the Star Trek newsletter in my emails for whatever reason. Yeah. They got like hold a hold of my email address, but I, it's not mentioned. Not, it, you think there'd be like it's weird cons and things happening. It'd be, I thought you think there'd be all sorts of weird stuff. But there's been a couple of things have come up. Um, William Shatner apparently approached Sci-Fi about doing a special, and they haven't uh, gotten back to him. Why yet. didn't somebody approach William Shatner about know, doing a special? It's weird, but I mean there is. I mean they have announced, of course. Um, a uh, collector's box set of all the films, of course, and uh, yeah, it comes. Have a box set. It's a pretty cool box set, actually. It's it's Blu-ray. It's all the it's all the films, the original series, animated series, and like a whole bunch of like documentaries and shit. But uh, yeah, it's pretty sweet. But I already own them all anyway, so <laughs> you know I'm not gonna buy rebuy them. Um, if it didn't, it doesn't have Voyager in it, so I don't want it. Well, the, the sp- that was a that was obviously a lie. I was just a dick at both. But the, the Spock uh, thing should be out in time for that too, I guess. Yeah, true. They're starting to screen it. And they have, of course, of course, announced the new Star Trek TV show, which is, uh, wow, holy shit. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, and then, what details have they given about that? Well, it's set in the Abrams universe um, and involves multiple crew. So they are going to do the different crew thing yeah so it's different crew so you're not always going to be on the same ship so it's like a more of a star trek universe show than a yeah it's more like it's star trek universe essentially is what it is like stargate hopefully it doesn't turn out like stargate universe yeah um and the other thing is the only other thing is they're going to have new new worlds and stuff so they're not just gonna you're not going to see the same well vulcan doesn't exist yeah well see, since yeah. it's the abrams universe vulcan doesn't exist yeah so i don't know I'm of two minds. I'm of two minds about it being set in the Abrams universe because I mean it makes perfect sense because you've I mean, you've established this universe now. It would just confuse people to have the films in the Abrams universe and then have the TV show in the in the original universe. People are smarter than that. No, see, I, it, I, I disagree. People are not smarter than that. Trans- the Transformers I films are successes. I would have said it beyond. Um, Star Trek fans are smarter Georgia. than that. Yeah. Beyond Voyager. Beyond Voyager. Yeah, yeah. The beyond. Let's see. Beyond Voyager, but before. Before. Um, J.J. Abrams. So before the J.J. Abrams events. Oh, no, no, no. I would continue because the J.J. Abrams events are in Voyager's past, but in a different timeline. I would continue yeah. in, the, in that one in the future. Going to. Well, I can't. They're they're not in Voyager's past, but they. Um, but, yes, the J.J. Abrams universe starts in Voyager's past. It's Kirk's era. It's in the it's before Kirk is even born. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I, I but it's our our Leonard Nimoy from after Voyager is the one that goes back in time and changes it. That's right. Right. So you're saying set the show in between the times of the end of Voyager to before Spock makes the decision. Yeah, otherwise, because Spock blows up um, Romulus. Or Spock is trying to prevent Romulus from being destroyed. Yeah. And in doing so, he mistakenly destroys 
Vulcan. Or maybe he actually might have been some, some part of the cause of Romulus. I don't think so, though. I hadn't seen that movie in a while. Yeah, no, he is. But, um, he's, that, that's, that's why that's why Nero is upset, because he's meant to save Romulus, and it, it ends up still getting destroyed. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. so if it was after the J.J. Abrams movie's timeline, then it would be... Um, we'd have to deal with no Romulus. But if you do it in between Voyager and Abrams and just make it, because, you know, there's like a gap in history there that we don't really know anything about other than other than this whole Spock thing. Yeah, you know, but how so long can, is it really? It's only, there. what is it? It's only really 10 years or so, isn't it? I don't know. I guess. Yeah, it's probably not long. It's long enough for a new seven-season series? Yeah, I see, I see. The, I think that's overly complicated. They want to make money. That's, probably, they don't want to that's why they're... Yeah, that's why they're doing it in this new universe is because yeah. because of that. Yeah, it's overly complicated. But the problem with you know the problem with doing it in this new universe is that time travel has never worked this way in the Star Trek universe. Like, there's never been a moment where a character from Star Trek went back in time and that created an alternate reality. Like every other time, they it it has just been one reality, and it's just turned out that they were like a significant part of history and they weren't aware of it until now. So like this is like the one time time travel has created a whole another, you know, universe. Hmm. Uh, the Guardian on the edge of the forever. They, they changed stuff. You know, they had to change it back. Yeah. Okay. What about yeah? What about the the death of Kalowitz, which meant that Hitler came to power and yeah, that whole episode. So there's been there's been times just like uh, you know with Captain Archer. There's been times where they've affected history in a negative way and then had to find a way to go back and change it. But it didn't create two timelines. It didn't create two versions of history. True, that is, I mean? that's true. But isn't the Mirror Universe an alternate timeline? No, it's a Mirror Universe. It's another universe. It's right. not an alternate timeline. Yeah. I thought, the, same I thought thing happens. the Mirror Universe was an alternate timeline because the Terrans didn't rise to power. And that was the only real difference. That's just what happened in their universe. It's not a different timeline. Oh, so they, okay, so it is an actual. But they're working on the multiverse theory there. They're working on the multiverse theory, right? Okay, yeah. So, so Bo's right. This is it's, it's uh, the Abram stuff is the first example of mm, it's a divergent timeline. A divergent timeline. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's wrong though. The same thing happens in Lost. Like in Lost, they can't change history. Like they they Ugh. spend the whole show trying to change. Um, well, you can't change timeline. history when you're already dead, Bo. <laughs> Come on, and <laughs> they can't they can't change history, and um, and then in the one moment with the the character that you know hits the bomb, that's the one time that they were able to change history. Well, it's not the one time. There's a few other examples, but it's almost like Doctor Who, where it's like there seems to be points in time where things are concrete. And there's no way to change it, and then there's some points in times where you can change it, and it does create this like. You know, sideways universe. Yeah, but even in Doctor Who, it's a bullshit yeah, cheat. Then, then he it's, makes himself yeah, it's yeah. a total cheat. Yeah, well, it's, it is, it's, it's, it's it, locked in time until the writers decide that it's not going to be locked in time. Well, yeah, well, that's the way it is on Lost and Star Trek too. You well, know, of course, if they hadn't if they hadn't decided to make a J.J. Abrams franchise, and they 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 wouldn't have been able to change time. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor Who, God damn it! All right, <laughs> all right. Well, that was fascinating. So, well, yeah. So it's, I mean, like I said, like I said, it's it, it makes sense to be in this universe. I think we've all agreed. It does make sense. I just wish it had continued on from where it left off rather than going back. It also doesn't have Chris Pine in it. I'm cool with it. 
I'll tell you, I would, I would, if if I were making a show today for Star Trek, what I would do is, is it would be the next generation, like it would be that version of the Enterprise, Captain Picard. I mean, I would have, I would basically replace that crew as much as possible. But this would be the next generation in a world where Vulcan doesn't exist, mm-hmm. and how much that would change the the crew and change the Federation, and like I, I would just can basically, and then the next show after that could be Deep Space Nine. They could just keep going, but it would be like the further and further away from that original, you know, change in history. It would get more and more different, you know. That's interesting you say that because that's actually said. Well, that's what I said. I didn't want to happen. <laughs> that's what I, that is what I'm worried about. I'm worried about that they're basically just going to recreate Next Generation, but in the J.J. Yeah. Abrams universe. It would be interesting, though, because, I mean, there's, there's, there would be no Ambassador Sarek for the Federation to... I mean, he was a major player in the Federation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How how Sarek can still become an ambassador. Sarek survives the destruction of Vulcan. Does he? Yeah. I don't think he Only does. Amanda dies. Sarek survives. Oh, I thought he died. No, he definitely survives. Watch the movies again. I don't remember. Because <laughs> well, no, you have to at the end of it. At the at the end of the first film, where they where they got the the Vulcan uh, refugees, mm. Sarek and Spock talk, uh, and then uh, Spock goes up and talks to old Spock. Right. Mm. Come on, people. Cool. <laughs> cool stuff. Cool stuff. That's that's what would happen. So if they did that, if they did the show that I'm describing, where they basically remade Next Generation, but in this new world, yeah, um, they would just have every Vulcan that they needed to tell that story. It's just magic. They survived. You know, they're yeah. off. It. They would just they would have everything they needed. <laughs> or off world at the time. <laughs> well, they, they do. Yeah. There are Vulcans that survive, so it would make perfect sense. But anyway, yeah, and it would, it, I'm. It, it I'm would, I'm very interested to see what they do with it. I'm very, very interested to see what they do because it's because you've already because you've already got the Star Trek shows that are in production. You got Star Trek Continues. I don't know if you have you seen have you seen any of that, Bo? Star Trek Continues. I watched the very first episode. Yeah, like their like, pilot episode. The uh, Apollo one is it? Was it was it, was it Apollo? Or was that the second one? Yeah, it was the one where they go out to uh, like um, an old an old world that looks like Earth, but like in the in the 30s or something. Oh, okay. That, yeah, I don't think I've seen that one. Anyway, and... Uh, it, was and then, a, it was a spin-off of one of the original series episodes. Yeah. And then, of course, you've got, you know, Axanar and... and uh, the other stuff. What's the other stuff? There's a ton, man. Yeah, there's a heap of them. So, yeah, I mean... Axanar you know. is kind of the big the big one right now. But none, none of that other stuff's canon, though, is it? No, no. I mean, none of it's canon. None but, of it's canon, yeah. It's still, you know, you still got there to enjoy, but this, uh, so this, this, this new show will actually be canon. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'm intrigued, but anyway, Star Trek 50th anniversary. So, you know, happy birthday, Star Trek! And uh, wow, I could do a whole show on Star Trek, like a whole yeah. podcast. I mean, God damn, <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome Maybe stuff. Maybe you guys should do the Star Trek flim flam film flam. Well, it's funny. Oh, yeah, it's funny that you say that. I actually did uh, register the domain Star. Uh, Trek commentary or something? What do I call it? What's the What's the website I created, Bo? I don't remember. Trek Trekumentaries. Yeah, something. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. so I'll, I'll Google. Something it was a like terrible, that. terrible website. <laughs> I mean, I was going to do like film, I was going to do commentaries for every single Star Trek episode, starting from the original series. And now, oh, man. and now I've got time to do it. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how it goes. Oh, I remember that idea now. Yeah, yeah I remember. You- 
I remember you talking about that. Do you remember what it was called? I can't remember what it was called. It was called something like that. Trekmentaries. Common Trekkeries. Common, common yeah. Trekkeries. Common Trekkeries. That's it. Common <laughs> Trekkeries. Dot com. Check it out. <laughs> There's nothing on there. <laughs> anyway, hilarious. Uh, yeah, so anyway, that's all I've got for news. Uh, I'll do a couple of quick movie reviews and then we'll move on to uh, our final Azeroth in times. Very sad. Um, actually, I made a uh, comment on an episode of Metamojo that I guest hosted on when we were talking about the Ghostbusters trailer. Now, I'm not going to go on a massive Ghostbusters, anti-Ghostbusters rant. I've, had, I've done it too many times. But uh, in that in that uh, thing, I made a comment that uh, I was uh, I was optimistic about it because um, the director Paul Feig knows what he's doing. So I said I actually said those words. Paul, well, Paul Feig knows what he's doing, so I'm sure it'll be fine. It's in it's in fine hands. Now I've now I've now realised that I actually didn't actually even I didn't who Paul Feig actually is is not who I thought he was. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> Paul Feig is actually a fucking idiot. Right? He's, 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 all of his movies suck balls. So I've now realised my mistake, and I feel like a bit of an idiot, right? I was actually thinking of James Gunn. They don't even sound the same. <laughs> of course they don't sound the same, but when I was when I was so, picturing Paul Feig and making that statement, I was picturing James Gunn. So I don't know. I don't know why that's happened. And the reason that's popped into my head is because the reason I now realise my mistake is because just recently I saw... Uh, two of James Gunn's films, just by pure coincidence, happened to be James Gunn's films: um, Super and Slither. And um, and then I, and then I, I realised my mistake. I was like, "Hey, what the hell?" Do all these films start with this? No, Guardians of the Galaxy doesn't start with this. Same <laughs> All right. So who is Feig then? What has he done? That Paul Feig's know? done The Heat, Bridesmaids. Oh. Just think of a shit film that has Melissa McCarthy in it. <laughs> And she and and he's done it. Like the only Melissa McCarthy film I actually like is Spy, and he didn't yeah. do that. So that'll give you an idea. Yeah. So you know, I don't know. I, I I could have just stopped at the heat. I do think the new trailer is is um is better than the old trailer. Well, I don't want to get on Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, and and I want to say one more positive thing. All I, right, and I um because I'm not excited. I, I'm going to go see the movie just out of curiosity. I I really think it's. I think it's just not going to be funny. It's just going to be, you know, whatever. It's going to be 90s humor. But, um. The power of Patty compels you, though. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> going to be like 90s black exploitation humor. Yeah. But, um, I think that, uh, I saw the, uh, I saw it in 3D IMAX, and all the special effects and the, the ghosts and the 3D effects and everything looked fucking brilliant. Like, it looked great. Okay. Um, I just think the movie's not going to be funny at all. Yeah. All right. Well. Okay. We'll go with that. Um, anyway. So yes. Yeah, so I've now I've realized my mistake, and uh, I take back what I said. I retract my statement. And uh, yeah, James Gunn, <laughs> the legend that he is. Anyway. So I saw Super Insular. There. I saw. We'll do Super first because that's the one I saw first. Um, I saw this because uh, it was recommended to me as a like a sort of an off the wall superhero film, similar to the idea behind Kickass, which is what if. Uh, just normal people who don't have any powers decide to like dress up and be superheroes like people actually really do like in real life but anyway so uh but as is as is the want of these films the people that do these in the films are all sort of um, mentally unbalanced in some way although that could be probably said about the real life people as well but we won't go there um so basically super is the story of um this uh this loser dude his wife leaves him 
uh, for another man, and he basically he has nothing to live for, and he's all his life he's been uh, well he's been a loser all his life, but all his life he's also had sort of these weird sort of visions. And the film hints at the fact that it's basically just because he has like an imbalance in the brain. But there's also the possibility that he has in fact he is in fact divinely touched. Like he is touched by the hand of God sort of stuff. And in, in fact there is actually a scene, one particular scene, where he is actually touched by the finger of God. Played by, by Rob Zombie, which I thought was hilarious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that touches his brain. Um, it's just, just as well it's not a... Uh, what's the other director's name? Paul Feig? Yeah, just as well it's not his film. Because be, it could go horribly wrong there. Anything Paul Figg's doing is going to be horrible. Wrong. But anyway, um, and so yeah, so he's he's you know he's not exactly mentally stable, and so anyway, so his wife leaves him, and and he decides that uh, God wants him to be a superhero. Um, so he does a bit of research, and uh, he's inspired by this TV, this ridiculously over the top TV show, um, where uh, this superhero played by Nathan Fillion. <laughs> In a very, in and look, don't get me wrong. I love Nathan Fillion. I seriously, I love him to death. But he just in this particular film, he just does not have the physique for the suit that he's wearing. It just looks out it's ridiculous. He's like Captain Hammer. But I actually think it's intentional. So I don't know. Anyway, but it's like this this religious this religious channel TV show. It's basically a parody of religious shows, uh, talking about uh, you know the the power of you know positive you know Christ and that sort of stuff and how you know teenagers can avoid sin. But it's like because it's a parody of it. it the the it's he like he always intervenes and stops the devil, played by James Gunn, from doing like all this stuff. And he's off his his teenage sidekicks are a boy and a girl, and the boy's like this super uber nerd um, who's actually really sexually repressed, and the girl's always got her boobs out, <laughs> like push up bras and stuff, and is hypersexualized. And anyway, so it's it's a sort of that probably actually the funniest bits of the film. And anyway, so, so he's, he's inspired to become a superhero. He does all this research. And in, in doing this research, he goes to the local comic shop and um, meets... Um, is it Ellen Page? Okay. Yeah, it's Ellen Page. Yeah, that's Ellen Page. So he meets Ellen Page, who's, who works at this comic shop. And uh, she, she gives him some you know some pointers on what sort of, sort of hubros to sort of, sort of read up on. Obviously, Batman being the number one, but also you know other superheroes that don't have powers and stuff, Punisher and stuff. And uh, he makes himself a suit... He goes. He decides to go out and fight crime, and of course, it, it does. It touches on the. Well, if there's no crime, what do you do? You basically just sort of sit around, and he you know, like records voice memos and and uh, that sort of stuff. But then eventually, he gets to the point where he's actually fighting, you know, punishing um, criminals for just you know, obviously ridiculous stuff. Like he he beats up a dude for for cutting in line at a movie, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. But I mean, he's also, but he also beats up like actual like drug dealers and stuff. Although is this. Is this the movie that has, the guy has the wrench? Yeah, the guy with the wrench. Yeah, that's his weapon. <laughs> yeah. He's the wrench. Yeah. Have you seen this, bro? I've never seen it, but uh. Matt saw it and loved it. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So anyway, so um, and then uh, eventually, eventually, uh, at first the 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 media is against him because you know he's a vigilante, but then it then it turns out just by pure coincidence <laughs> that everybody he's beaten up in like really horribly violent ways. Um, <laughs> I mean, they've been hitting him in the face with a wrench. Like, it's not, you know, this is not cartoon violence here. This is pretty, pretty horrific. Um, but they all turn out to be, to actually be criminals. Like, he's beating up drug dealers. He beats up a, a guy that tries to get a boy prostitute sort of stuff. So he beats up a pedophile, essentially. Um, 
And even the person that's in the that cuts in line at the thinner turns out to have a criminal record as well. So the media just suddenly flips on it, and now suddenly he's a hero. And uh, uh, Alan Page's character, who's the most insane person in the film, realizes who he is, and because it's not hard, and uh, wants to be his psychic. So she wants to. She gets. So his name is um, the Red Bolt. Yeah, his name's Red Bolt. Uh, which I don't understand because he's got a monkey wrench. But um, and so she decides that she wants to be a psychic called Balti, <laughs> and she puts on this costume, which is really not all that sexy. Like the costume's not sexual, over sexualized or anything like that. She's fully covered from head to toe. But the very first time you see her in this costume, she's putting on these ridiculous sexualized, you know, comic book sexualized poses and stuff. And he's just he's freaking out. He's got, he's no no this is inappropriate because <laughs> this is because this is, he's, he's religious. He's like no 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 this is no 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 stop it. And even though she is she's meant to, in the film she's meant to be like twenty two or something. I mean she's Alan Page so she looks like she's fourteen and so just it kind of creep <laughs> it kind of creeps him out. You know what I mean? He's like no stop it. And uh, anyway so and she's she's crazy. She's a crazy person. So she uh, sort of mentally convinces she sort of mentally over, overwhelms him and they go out and they fight some crime and. Um, the first thing they do is they beat up a guy who keyed her friend's car. <laughs> so, you know, and then he's horrified to learn that it turned out that it might, he actually, that guy might not even have been guilty, you know, and so he's, they have a bit of a sort of a, a fiery relationship. Um, and, you know, and all, all comedy aside, he actually, she actually at one point rapes him, like straight up, just like she wants to, she wants to have sex with him and he doesn't want to because he's still technically married and also because he finds it kind of weird. Um, and so she basically just forces him herself upon him, which in every in any county in the you know is still rape. So anyway, so it's and it's, so it's kind of it's 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 kind of that sort of film though. It's 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 it, it sort of veers from slapstick humor to you know over the top sort of violent stuff, which is kind of like a James Gunn thing, which we'll get to when we get when we get to uh, get to Slither. Um, but overall, it's it's interesting. Yeah, actually, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I loved it, but it was it was intriguing I'll let it I'll let it go with that I mean it's, it's, it wasn't as it wasn't as polished as Kick-Ass is but it had better acting <laughs> we'll go with that um, it's, it doesn't have Nick Cage and it, yeah, it didn't have Nick Cage and so therefore it had lost some of its appeal <laughs> uh, so it's yeah so it's 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 interesting and uh, it has a couple of the, sort of like the James Gunn motifs that you can sort of I can now say that I, I can understand now now that I've seen almost all of these films um, it also has Michael Rooker in it, which is a staple. Like every James Gunn film has Michael Rooker in it, which is pretty cool. Uh, so that's uh, so that's super. I don't I don't really have a rating for it. Just if you like that sort of thing, go see it. Uh, then uh, the, so the next one is Slither. Now Slither is his is James Gunn's tribute to uh, sleazy, crappy '90s horror films, and uh, involves a meteorite that comes to Earth that has an organism inside it. Um, which is basically a rip-off of um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. So it's this organism that, tra- organism that travels from planet to planet to take it over and, and kill everything. And uh, what this organism does is it uh, infects a host, and then that host then infects other hosts, and then they become uh, the minions. The, the original host becomes mutates into the alien itself, and then the minions sort of become sort of... He's... Well, minions, I suppose. I can't really say anything else. So, mind-controlled zombie-type creatures that he can, can the part of the 
a hive mind and then basically just it just eats it basically just eats the world it sort of becomes the blob really essentially but with tentacles and stuff um so yeah so it's, it's not original and it's it's by no means even trying to be original it's basically it is a complete ripoff of these sort of things namely uh, a film i, I find uh, i found was uh night of the creeps so if you've seen night of the creeps yeah. then you would know exactly how this film is going to go out like the actual plot points the beats are almost the same and it's 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 entirely um intentional um, it also has Nathan Fillion in it, looking very trim, playing uh, Sheriff Party. And he's on top form. He's at the top of his game. <laughs> Nathan Fillion is he's comedic on fire. And uh, it also has um, Elizabeth Banks and, um, and of course, Michael Rooker, who is the alien, um, who is the very first person that gets infected and stuff. That's not, this is no spoiler alert, but <laughs> this is that's like the whole the main, main plot of the film. So, um, yes, yeah, so, and then so basically it's you've got... Uh, um, Nathan Fillion's character, who's in love with Michael Rooker's wife, as played by Elizabeth Banks, you know, had like a childhood crush. But she's married to Michael Rooker's character, whose name is Grant Grant, um, who's the richest man in town. Grant McGrandface. Grant Grant Grant, <laughs> um, and uh, so you got this sort of like that love triangle sort of thing going on. But she's completely faithful to her husband, and that's basically becomes part of the film. Is basically he's the alien refuses to kill her when it has the chance because. Grant's personality takes over and is like, no, I love my wife, I'm not going to kill her. And so he goes off and kills other people instead. And then, um, even then later on, when the alien starts to take over, uh, still refuses to, to kill her because it's, it's, you know, the the marriage vows are very important. Power of love. <laughs> yeah, and, also, and it's also kind of revealed, I guess it's kind of, this is kind of a swallow, but it's, it's that, the, that the alien is basically lonely. It's the only one of its kind. And so it's, it's, for the first time, it actually now sort of feels love, and um, but it's not really. I mean, it's it's all playful laughs. It's what are these salty emissions? <laughs> <laughs> Show me some more of this earth thing called kissing. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's so again, it's meant to be a comedy, and it does have some very gross out various uh, moments. And I think that's the only really sort sort of detriment was it. It, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't a, a, a financial success, and I can understand why because it's the funny the funny bits are really not that funny. And the violent bits are ridiculously violent. And so it's... I don't know. It doesn't really have sort of a middle ground. You know what I mean? And uh, But it does have the... Uh, I was watching this on my, on, my, on my tablet on the train. And it gets to the scene that's on the poster. Which is the, the young girl. Or the, or the teenage girl. In, bar, in a bath. Um, and, that's, and so the aliens... Oh, the aliens. Uh, he impregnates a... A woman who gives birth to these little worm things, oh. which gives the, the title Slither. So these little worm things, and they then they get into you, in, in through your mouth, and they infect you, and that's why you become a zombie. Anyway, so she's in, so she's lying in a bath, and these sort of alien things like slither in and try to attack her and stuff. And uh, and I had to freaking fast forward that scene because, you know, as as the staple of all these films, there's boobies. Oh. <laughs> it's like which doesn't which doesn't affect me, but I'm like you know I'm on a a morning train commute. <laughs> so I'm like, some bloody goddamn it! <laughs> fast forward, fast forward, fast forward, and I had to go back and then watch the rewatch that scene later on just to actually see what happens. Because um, she survives; she actually becomes one of the one of the major characters. Um, anyway, but the rest of the family does not. So that's uh, Slither. Um, actually, yeah, I recommend it. I wouldn't rush out. You know, don't kill people to try and see it. But check it out. Bargain basement buy. Yeah, it's a five dollar DVD buy. <laughs> <laughs> Three for twenty. <laughs> Three for twenty. <laughs> <laughs> it was something like that. So yeah, so the James Gunn, much 
much better than Paul Feig. I want to see the one about the guy that hits people with the wrench. That's, yes. <laughs> I want to watch that movie. I've, I've heard good stuff about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's, that's that's it for the preliminary stuff. Let's face it, that was really just the prologue to the episode. The episode is what we're going to talk about now, which is Azerothian times. That was smooth. Thanks. Very smooth. I liked it. Yeah. Radio voice. <laughs> <laughs> now uh, I know Bo's chomping at the bits, but I just got one like like, like quick uh, quick thing to mention is uh, I've discovered that I can now solo ICC twenty five man heroic mode. And uh, so I've been farming that for the last couple of weeks. <laughs> so, that sentence made no sense to me whatsoever. <laughs> well, you know, people who listen to this segment would understand what that means. Because uh, I mean, so the last time I the last time I actually, uh, attempted it was with 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 Bo. We tried we we attempted a two man it or something. Um, and Miles was with us. Yeah, it was actually a three man because Miles was with us, right? Oh and, man, uh, that had been a long time ago. Then yeah, it was a while ago. <laughs> and uh, I think we yeah. got stuck on the. You get stuck on the one where you have to heal, but there's a way to get past that. Now. Yeah, no, we, we got we got past that. It's uh, it's because Miles was with us. He was a paladin. He was just healing. It was um we got we got we got stuck on Arthur's. We couldn't beat Arthur's. He kept killing us during the the bit where the ground falls away. Um, oh, because he knocks you off. Because he you knocks don't. you off. Yeah, but now yeah, I've, yeah, I've yeah. now figured out how to actually solo that entire thing and actually beat Arthur's all on my own. Um, so and uh, and I do it with Hunter. I've got four Hunter characters. So I've been I've been. Farming Arthas with these four hunter characters. You can only do it once a week. Um, every week for the last couple of weeks. And <laughs> yeah, four, four hunters. <laughs> yeah, four, four level funny. 100 hunters. And is, uh, there not, is there not any way to dodge that? Because it, it's like a, a dot on the ground will throw you off, but you can't get out of the dot. You have to have, what do you need a hunter to do it? Oh, no, it's just, it's, I kill him so quickly he doesn't actually get to that point. Oh, he just doesn't do that part. Yeah, oh, okay. I just kill him too fast. Um, and so I basically I stand on the on the steps leading up to the throne, and then just basically I just annihilate him. But anyway, I still don't have the freaking mount, which is the only reason I'm doing it. That awesome. I thought you awesome had mount. that mount. No, which mount are you trying to get? No, I, I'm trying to get invincible. Are you, okay. tell, are you telling me you've got invincible? No, no. Oh. You you've already got the the mount you get for like. I don't know, Ice Crown Raider or whatever it's called. Yeah, I've got the I've got the Raider mount, but um, yeah, the, the reward mount. But I want his mount, Invincible. The, yeah, I got you. The yeah, Wind the Horse, the Invincible or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. God damn, that mount's awesome. But yeah, eventually I'll get it. But anyway, that's enough. That's en- that's enough of that. But Bo doesn't care. <laughs> he just wants to tell his story. So, all right, let's move on to our review of the Warcraft film, and uh, Bo, take it away. Well, I, I, it's not really like a review. I'm sure we're going to talk about the movie, but um, what I wanted to talk about is how much the theater experience affects your experience of a movie. Like, I had been waiting on this movie ever since they announced it, and you know, I you know couldn't wait for this moment to go see the movie. Like, it was a big deal to me. Um, I like going to see premieres with a big group of people, so I, I got a you know group of people together, and um, I, I know he doesn't listen to this podcast, so I can I can talk about him. But <laughs> truth revealed, a friend, <laughs> a friend of mine basically just kind of invited himself to to the movie, I, you know, which he is a friend of mine, and 
you know, he was welcome. It wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like it was a strange idea that he might go to the movies with us. But it was like we were all talking about it. This dude doesn't even like play well right now, and we did, you know, no, I didn't even consider that he would be interested in it. Well, he just, you know, is like, oh, I, you know, where are you guys going? I'll get a ticket for the same movie. Again, it wasn't alarming. We weren't like, oh gosh, can't believe he's going with us. But like, <laughs> but like, uh, so he buys a ticket. We go to the theater. Uh, we go to a Regal theater because Regal is not an advertisement for them, but Regal's giving away the, a free copy of the game. You get like yep. basically whatever the battle chest gives you. That's right. And and uh, and then they advertise they give you the same four transmog that everybody got whenever the movie came out. So, <laughs> That's not a very good pool, but that's that's part of their advertisement. Um, so we're all going to that movie theater. Well, Regal also serves alcohol, and it's like the only movie theater in town that serves alcohol. Um, it's also the smallest theater in Anderson. So had I went to the Regal in Greenville, it would have been completely different. But the Regal here in Anderson is the older theater, and it's and it's the smaller theater. Um, we'd like the crappy seats and all that. Hmm. So we go see the movie. And it is in this giant theater that has a unusually, almost hilariously small screen compared to how big the theater room is. <laughs> and the seats were uncomfortable. And the dude that invited himself had too much to drink and talked through the entire movie. Like, oh, the uh, entire uh, movie he talked. But, but bro, he's a friend of yours, right? Yeah. So why don't you just turn to him and say, shut the fuck up? <laughs> Well, I did kind of say something about it at the beginning, but he didn't take the hint, and it, it's <laughs> There's just, no hint. It, There's no hint, bro. It's just, it, dude. I should have probably been more aggressive. Because, <laughs> friends, like, you can do that. Friends, you can do that sort of stuff. Not everyone has your anger issues. He's not, but again, I can kind of talk about it openly because he doesn't watch the show. He's not, like, that kind of friend. You know what I mean? Ah, like, right. If it had been Matt, I would have been like, Matt, shut the hell up. I've been yeah. waiting on this for two years. Like, you need yeah. to just, like, let me have this moment. But... It wasn't like it's it's a work. He's a, he's definitely a step above a work acquaintance, but he's not like a close friend. Colleague. Um, yeah, a colleague. There you go. All right. And and so and and so and everybody else around us is kind of in the same boat with him. So like nobody wanted to say anything. Hmm. And I mean, it was like every time something would happen, he would be like, "Oh, I hate this movie. I can't believe like 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 it just." You know, he would make jokes about things. He'd be like, "Oh, that's me and Bo there." You know, like it was just, <laughs> it was just ridiculous. Like, I mean, he just kept talking, and and at the time, I was like, I can ignore this and still enjoy the movie. Yeah. But I left the theater that night, and I just was like, I literally was on pins and needles. Like I was thinking about it when I was sleeping. Like I was like, I, I didn't know how I felt about the movie. I was like, you know, I really think that that was a terrible movie, but. I, I want to like it, you know. I wanted to like it so bad that I knew that, you know, like I, I really felt like I really felt like that that experience ruined the movie for me. Mm. Not just, you know, I, I just I, I couldn't grasp everything that happened in the movie. I felt like I wasn't paying attention. Like it just wasn't. It was it was a, like a just the worst theater experience I, I've ever had. I've never I've never left that confused about a movie. <laughs> Like I dude, dude, it wasn't, so it wasn't because that guy who was talking to you, the film doesn't make any sense. No, but look, I went and saw it the next day. Okay. I went and saw it yesterday morning um, in Greenville at the nice Regal, the like IMAX 3D Regal. It's like an ad for Regal. 
Yeah, I know. They I better pay know. us some money. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a uh, it there was there was about the same number of people in that theater as there were in the other one. But mm. everybody there was there to see the movie. It was early in the day. No one was like you know had a date. Everybody that was there wanted to watch the Warcraft, and they shut up the whole time. Was there anybody drunk? Uh, probably, but they were quiet. So that's all right. <laughs> so then who cares? <laughs> <laughs> and they have the nice recliner seats. It was IMAX. It was 3D. And I got to tell you, like, night and day experience. Like, a mm. completely, like, I went in, like, uh, it was a movie I was excited for. Hated when I originally saw it. And then the only thing that changed was the theater experience. And I left actually like loving the movie so it was like a complete because i could pay attention to every scene like you know i never i i just never i just never knew that it had that big of an impact like your mm. you know the experience of you watching it because it was like i was watching it for the first time because honestly the movie's not super easy to follow it's kind of a dumbed yeah. down version of the wow story like it is a really like simplified version but yeah. the way they tell the story every scene is important in some way and like you can't you have to you have to follow every single scene. Otherwise, it is kind of like they kind of leave you out. I, I can imagine if you've never played WoW before and you half-ass watch this movie, there's no way you follow it because yeah. it, it's it's um the way the plot the way the plot unfolds. They don't come out and tell you anything. It's 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 supposed to be shown to you, but it's it's uh it's done in a way that you really have to pay attention. And I feel like the first time I watched it and the dude was talking the whole movie and just kept kind of like. You know, my mind would go to that and then go back to the movie again. I just don't think I followed the movie quite as well as I did the second time I watched it. Um, and also, beautiful, like, 3D. I, I've always said I hated 3D movies. Mm. The Warcraft movie it is is beautiful in 3D. I have no doubt in my mind that whenever they designed that movie, they expected people to watch it that way because it was, it was like watching a different movie, like, completely. Like, it, it was... It was so much better looking in 3D. I came home from the first viewing and watched the Warlords of Draenor intro, and even Becca said, this looks better than the movie did. Like mm. this, They should have just made the movie like this. But I think it was because we watched it on that crappy you know, theater uh, screen, and it, and it wasn't in 3D, and then when we saw it in IMAX, we saw what it was really supposed to look like, and it was, it was gorgeous. Mm. So never going back to that theater again. Basically, I'm going to travel to Greenville to the good to the good Regal every time because it makes a huge difference. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, cast your cast your mind back to uh, a couple of episodes ago, yeah. and you made the statement that there should be no women sitting in front of you. <laughs> I, made sure, I made sure to get a seat in the front row. There's no in front of me. Nobody is pregnant. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to call spoilers because I I want to, I want to talk about very specific theme parts of the film. That's, that's we right. have to, yeah. and it's going to involve spoilers. So I'm going to call that. So so Crystal, who has Crystal's expressed interest in seeing the film. So are you are you cool with that? I'm, I'm okay with it. it All right. Um, it's, Duncan, it's a Duncan Jones film, isn't it? It's Duncan Jones. So yes. You would expect, like suppose said, you have to really pay attention. You would expect that. I would go in expecting that. Uh, well, I want to touch on that. I want to touch on that in my part of the part of the, thing, the, the the need to pay attention. So let's touch on let's touch on this thing about you saying that uh, you need to pay attention. And uh, yeah. Crystal, mate, Crystal makes a good point because Duncan Jones, the man knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's better than both Paul Feig and James Gunn. 
It's very different than other Duncan Jones movies. I mean, it's not like jumping around in continuity or anything, but mm. um, but it, it is, um, I don't know, I think it is a, an interesting take on the Warcraft story. Yeah. Well, that's, okay. Well, the, the, thing, the, the, the thing I have with it is, I think the problem is, is that it's not, that you, have, that you have to pay attention to it because it's being intelligent. I think you have to pay yeah. attention to it because it's, it's crammed in so much yeah, information absolutely. that uh, I agree. that it I, I agree, yeah. loses the ability to tell a coherent story. It's, and I think that's there's just a really major shame. Like the thing, the, I don't. I wouldn't say that it loses the ability to tell a coherent story. I mean, really, I think what happens? What happens at the end? I mean, it's. I mean, it's, it's, how? Who actually is the winner at the end? Well, there is no winner. I mean, this is this is Warcraft. I mean, there's no winner. This is the beginning of a trilogy. This is A New Hope. This is Fellowship of the Ring. Like, this is the beginning. And I thought that it ended, kind of, it reminded me of Mad Max in a way. Yeah. Like, it, it ended in a way that's like, you see all the characters are in these new places from where they were at the beginning. And you know that the next story is going to have to lead from there in, into the next story. And mm -hmm. to me, it ended on that industry, that interesting cliffhanger. I think it could have been a little bit better, um, I actually think they didn't shake things. They didn't. Um, they didn't uh, shake things up enough hmm. um, because a lot. Because some of the characters do kind of end up almost where they started. Like did Cadgar's character really change all that much? Other than well, he did kind of get past the torch from Medivh. But um, so you got Cadgar who has you know went from being this like you know fresh mage that's not confident in you know becoming the guardian. And then throughout the movie, even though Medivh has, has been corrupted by, you know, the Burning Legion or whatever the hell they're going to do in the movie universe, um, whenever Medivh is still present-minded as Medivh, you see these little trinkets of, like, you know, he passes the staff to Cadgar. He makes sure that Cadgar goes with them on the journey. Like, he definitely seems like he knows that his story is about to come to a close, that he needs to pass that torch to Cadgar. And I thought they did a really good job of illustrating that, just kind of in these little subtle clues. Um, you've got uh, Lothar, who is, is now in charge of the kingdom, but he believes that Garona um, killed King Lane. Um, you've got Garona, who's in this like reluctant place of power with the orcs. Um, like Every character is in a different place than when they first started. And... And you can see how this is this conflict is going to build into the next movie. Yeah, so like, a, I'm a, thinking a different of this place, as the beginning of a trilogy. I, I agree, and that's I mean that's that's annoying enough as it is. You should no film should be made with the intention of being a trilogy, especially when a film performs so badly as this, which means we may not but, even get the tri the trilogy. But well, no film should so so Fellowship of the Ring. No, that's different. That's that was planned. That's that's planned as a trilogy from the very beginning when it was filmed as a trilogy. I think this is. I think this is too. I mean, there's no, this there's movie no was other, definitely made that way. But there's nothing else filmed as well, is what I'm saying. Well, the Fellowship Towers and Return well, of the King. When they made the first Star Wars, they didn't have the rest of the Star Wars movies filmed. They still had to film them afterwards. Like A New Hope is not a great movie. Star Wars is a great trilogy, but A New Hope is not a great movie. If oh A New God. Hope is all we ever got, it would not turn into what it is today. I, I can't disagree more. <laughs> a new a new hope. I uh, uh, you've, you've stunned me. You've, a new hope is an excellent film, all of its own. 
It doesn't need Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi to continue. Mm. <laughs> I think it's a really simple... Go ahead, Crystal. I'm just saying, A New Hope and The Force Awakens, I would put them both on the same level. I think, yeah. but, but people tend to say A New Hope is better because they're maybe looking through it through nostalgia goggles. Absolutely. But that's not, but that's yeah. not what we're saying, though. A New Hope standalone is a, is, works as a standalone film. A New Hope doesn't need Empire no, Strikes you Back. You get to the end and you know there's more coming. Of course you, you, you would expect more to come. Mm. But and, and a new hope is not as good of an example because it ends on like a happy note, like they got their yeah their thing. At the anyway, end and all right, we've we've gone off track a bit, but I mean, regardless of that point, right? The whole I mean, that's basically the way the movie industry works these days, right? I mean, that's fine. We're we're the industry is full of films that were planned to continue and just never will. Let's face it, right? You know, I am number nine, beautiful creatures, all that sort of shit. You'll never see another one of those films, but. What I want to touch is on what you think about that. So you mentioned a couple of the characters and how they're in different places, but my problem is, is there is actually no character arc for these characters. Kaja is exactly the same person at the end of the film that is, 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 is at the start. Garona, yeah, I can, I can, I can concede that. Actually, Garona was actually one of my favourite characters. Lothar is exactly the same as as the way from his start. His position in the world is different. But his character is exactly the same, yeah. and the same goes for for King Rin. He was a non-character. The king was was a nobody. It me, he meant nothing. The his his queen. It was almost like she was written into the film after some sort of discussion. So like, I, I, I'm willing to bet she didn't even exist in the film to start off with, and they put her in, you know, in the second draft or something to that effect. I mean, she's a non-character of any kind, which is a shame because the lady who's playing her actually does quite a good job with the very few scenes that she has. Uh, the the Medivh, the Medivh storyline makes no sense. It only makes sense to you and I because you you and I have played the, played the game and we know the storyline. We know. No, no, no. Because I, I the second time I I said that after I watched it the first time. Cool. And the second time I watched it, I actually went into the movie, and I had I mean again. I get that, like, so you had to be looking for these things, and I think that's the problem with the movie. But when I went into it the second time, I was looking for clues that Medivh had been corrupted. Yes. And from the beginning, there's there's subtle moments where you start you you see that Medivh there's something else going on with Medivh besides you know besides just that he's the guardian. Oh, of course, um, but that's just that's just that's just normal filmmaking. There's, I mean, the guy he's he's been disappeared for years. He only makes a reappearance when everything when the shit's hitting the fan. I mean, it's all pretty obvious stuff, but but that's that's the stuff that's being put in for people who don't understand the law. Like, there's no yeah. explanation of any kind of how he was corrupted. So if you right. I mean, and we and, and we are in effect corrupted ourselves. It's sort of a metaphor for us as Warcraft as Warcraft players is that we go into the film with this knowledge in the back of our heads, and so I mean, like, well, I'll, I'll speak on my behalf. I wasn't confused because I knew exactly what was going to happen. Right? I mean, even with their sort of slightly altering of the storyline. But yeah. non-Warcraft people are not going to have that. So all they've got is that that subtle clue that you said. Like, it definitely exists. I mean, there's obviously something cagey about this guy. Um, also because his performance is quite good, the guy who's playing him. Um, really? Ben Foster. So I would have said... I, I, I walked away from the movie thinking Ben Foster might have been my least favorite actor in the movie, Ben Foster and the guy that played Lothar. 
Oh wow! Thought, cool. Because because if I'm saying a negative thing about the movie, yeah, the the acting is a mixed bag. It's oh like, yeah, it, it ranges from like great to just were they just did they were they obligated to do this movie? I mean, it's a huge <laughs> range, you know. But you know Ben. But you know Ben was excited to do it though. I think I think the problem with Ben Forrest, Ben Foster's character Medivh was that his dialogue was fucking awful. His dialogue was really bad. This there is, is so strange, bad. There is really strange dialogue. Yeah. I thought uh, King's Lane thing, at the end, his speech to Garona about yeah. like, oh, you have to kill me to keep the peace. I liked that moment and I liked what he said, even though it is different from Garona's character in the game. I still yeah. liked that moment, but I thought the dialogue was like Kevin Smithian. Like it yeah. was like, <laughs> it was, it was just too on the nose. You yeah. know, he could have said something with a little more veil of, you know, on it. It just it was a little too on the nose. And so it was a, such a bad performance that he was I actually think he was he would be my worst pick. I do have to say Yeah, he was he was just kind of bland. Yeah. Just over here in the game sometimes the game itself has some shocking dialogue. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. But I mean the thing the, the main thing about the dialogue it that does. got me was that it's just it was just so forced. It was it was very much a we have to make points now. Or we have to introduce some sort of plot point, or we have to say something that will be used as a mem later on. Or so, you know, it was like there was nothing, there was nothing natural about the way they spoke. The way they spoke, especially Lothar and Medivh. Whenever Lothar and Medivh were having a conversation, yeah. my brain went to sleep. I was like, I, I just, I just don't care. I mean, I know what's going on, so I don't give a shit really. It just, it just completely lost it. And just, I mean, I just then I just basically just paid attention to the the pretty pretty visuals. Which I agree. I mean, just going back to what you were saying before. The, oh, film, the movie is gorgeous. It looks amazing. Yeah. At some point, the, the orcs... I actually think the orcs have done so well that they actually look more real than the humans looked. Yeah, it, it was... I think the orc... I think the, the people that did the motion capture acting mm. were the best actors in the movie. Like my favorite... I'll, yeah, I'll tell you my favorite scene is when... Yeah. When Duratan and Draga are in the hut... Talk just basically just just chilling and having a chat. Yeah, that was my favorite scene. Actually, that that had more emotion and uh, more emotional weight than any other scene in the film. And I can I can just tell it's like so you know you know the, the story behind the film was when they brought Duncan Jones on board, and he was like, well, I see this as as a fifty fifty sort of situation. There's no there's no yeah. wrong or right. It's they're both wrong. They're both right. It's it's mm-hmm. as much about the orcs as about about the humans. I actually think somewhere along the line he lost track of that because all the human characters, who gives a shit? It's actually the yeah. all characters that actually that I felt most invested in, and not Absolutely. because it's not because they were just so well done, but because it's just they actually had more emotional beats. I was more upset about what happens to Duritan than I cared about anybody else in the film. Yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. That was another thing that me and Becca talked about after seeing it was was that the it. The horde really stole the show. I mean, I mean, everything was invested in the motion caption capture actors, and I and I feel like that's where they put all the attention. Maybe that's where they thought it would be. Maybe they knew that if they didn't get that right, the movie would just be a total flop. And I think that maybe they put too much attention on it because I mean, because it, it is true. I mean, the the actor that played Juratan, the actor that played Gul'dan, Garona. I mean, well, Garona actually wasn't motion capture. She actually was yeah. just her real body, but. Um. Yeah, those those characters were like by far the characters that you cared about, and then the problem with with that is that those characters all die, <laughs> and like you know before the climax of the movie. Um, 
So you, but, so, you, uh, so you were much more. You were more excited about me. I mean, we were both excited, but you were more excited. So, so yeah. So, so what? So what do you think? So this, I mean, what? Because you said you would be. You, you made a really, really good point where you said, "Look, it's probably unfair for you to make a, to review this film because you'd be so sort of sort yeah, of I mean, coloured about it." The thing is, the thing is, is the, the thing is, I do care a lot about the movie because. World of Warcraft is, is, and it's it's sad to, to to hear from somebody that doesn't understand it. But like, I know you understand it. It is it is an important part of my life, at least right now. Hmm. You know, it's just, this is something that occupies a lot of my time. It has for many years, and I don't see it going away. Even if Blizzard decided to erase World of Warcraft from history, or they couldn't erase it from history, is the point. They even if even if Blizzard said today, oh, we're giving up on World of Warcraft. There would be an Australia's type people. There would be somebody that would pick up this. If not, another gaming company would buy it. Mm. I mean, like, it will always exist in some form until Blizzard makes something to replace it. And I want the movie to succeed just because I want Warcraft to succeed. I want it to continue being the the juggernaut MMO that it is. And I want to see more of these movies. Um, that being said... So that's why I was saying you shouldn't judge my trust my judgment because I'm gonna love the movie no matter what. It would have had to have literally been Chris Metzen taking his shit on camera for me to not like it. Like it, anything Warcraft related, I would have loved it. Mm. But that being said, from you know, I can I can remove myself and look at it from the outside. And the problems with the movie is mixed acting. I mean, it, it like we said, it ranges from fantastic. You know, too terrible. I mean, it's it's a it's a mixed bag of actors. The they tried to cram too much into this movie. Yeah. Um, if you're a WoW outsider, there's just so much that you have to try to pick up. And in watching it one time, I don't think you're going to pick up some of the stuff. You know, I mean, they tried to. There's so many plot points. I mean, they did a Makara like four times in the movie. Hmm. Um. And. Um, I think that was a mistake. I think, honestly, they should have simplified it a little more. Although, I got to tell you, all my WoW friends uh, that hate the movie, which most, I, I, you know, I hate it, but a lot of my friends did hate the movie. And the reason why is because they they wished that they had followed the story more, which I think I think they should have followed it less. I think it was a flaw to, to try to cram as much in as they did. Um, Dude, I'm with you. I think they should have. Because basically, the problem with this movie is that it, it doesn't please the hardcore fans because it's not it's not the original story enough, and it doesn't please outsiders because they watch it and don't know what the hell's going on. So mm. maybe they should have taken like the Marvel approach and they should have just told like a whole new story, which I kind of feel like they kind of did take this approach, but maybe they didn't dive in to that approach enough. Um, because right now it's kind of in this weird middle ground where it's trying to be loyal to the original, but yet it's also trying to be like this new introductory version of the story. You're totally and it's, right. It's not doing either, really. You know. I think the I think the major major problem with it. I'm sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll let you I'll let you get back on track. I'm just doing I'm doing a, a Kanye West moment. I'll let you continue. Um, the, <laughs> I'm gonna let you finish. Yeah, I'm gonna let you finish. Um, <laughs> actually, and I, and I think and this is this is gonna sound weird when I say it, right? But I actually think the problem yeah. with this film is Duncan Jones. Now let me let me just clarify that, right? I mean, the, the man's a genius. I I, mean, I I think he's awesome. And and when he was announced for this film, I was like, "Holy shit, this is Brett!" Right? So finally, yeah, we're yeah. going to get a, a a movie based on a game that's actually going to have some respect. And but I think he's he loves Warcraft so much 
that I actually think it was a detriment. So, because the film spends... I mean, it tries to be as faithful as it possibly can. I mean, it changes some story points. I mean, because it has, it has to, right? I mean, it's got to cram in a hundred years of yeah. stuff into a film, right? So it it, it 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 crams in a lot. It should have done a, a it should have done a prologue type thing like the Lord of the Rings films did. I mean, instead of trying to actually cram it into the film itself, but for whatever reason, they decided not to. Anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. But 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 it also crams in a whole bunch of. Um, I mean, I guess Easter eggs is the term, but I, I mean, it's not. But it's not really that. It's just it tries to cram in so many sort of things about the game and the world that it sort of it. Well, it borders on fan service, but it borders a bit. It borders on Duncan Jones fan service. Like he loves it so much that he wanted to get it on screen somehow. I don't fucking care how it works. It's got to be on the screen. You know what I mean? It sounds like and, it sounds like when you're doing one of your top fives and you just can't get it down from a hundred to yeah. five. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and yeah, I'm not saying like, that in a bad thing. Right? I'm, not, I'm not saying that, that in, in a bad in a bad way. Right? I'm not I'm not judging him for that in any way. I, I would have done the same thing, and that's and that's why I think I'm right. That's why I think I know what I'm talking about here. Is just I would have done the exact same thing he did. Whereas, and and I'll give you an example, right? Like at certain points of the uh, in in the film. They're traveling. They're traveling around Azeroth, look, investigating certain things. Well, that's what they're meant to be doing. But who gives a shit, really? Um, and they just, and they just, they just say certain things, like you know, they, you know, it's like, well, now we're off to Goldshire, or it's yeah. like, and it's like, oh, and we need a, a force in the Stone Talon Mountains, and and nobody fucking cares. It just, it's not relevant to the story. You know what I mean? It just nobody gives a shit. It just, you don't need to know this information for the story to progress. But because he loves it so much, he puts it in because he knows that the people like us are going to love it. And I look, I, I, I agree. Like, I've been, I've been sitting there and I'm like, that's fucking awesome. Like, every single time they mention something about the, about the world or something relevant, you know, in that sort of environment, the scene, I mean, the, the opening sequence, which, I, which is magnificent, by the, the Duratan stuff, I mean, the, um, the Draenor stuff. For the gate, yeah, you know, and when the drain or when the when the Draenei lady hits, sticks her head out of the cage, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is awesome!" You know, and stuff, all that sort of stuff, awesome, but totally unnecessary. And I think that is what's sort of putting some sort of people off is they can, I mean, I mean, despite what I said earlier on in the show, people aren't idiots, and so they've they've they could, they know. They know this is meant to be important in some way. Like it's like if you say, "Oh, we've got to go to Goldshire now." As a as a viewer, your natural reaction is, okay, well there has to be something important, otherwise they, they wouldn't have mentioned. Her. You know what I mean? Like in Lord yeah, of the Rings, they, when they say they, we have to go to Minas Tirith, it's yeah. it's vitally important that you know why they have to go to Minas Tirith. But when they in the Warcraft movie, when they say, well we have to go to Goldshine now, it doesn't mean anything. It means nothing. Except yeah, to I us. what you mean. So like your brain goes to this, oh something big is going to happen, and then it's yeah. just like. Bar that's right the they set they <laughs> just, set the viewer they're just up. doing more like they could have just had the same scene at stormwind that's right but, yeah, yeah. yeah so no, as, a, as a viewer saying. that's why i think it fails as a film in for the general audience because it just it sets it's just because you just as a viewer you're used to seeing things you're used to expect you expect certain things to happen whether you whether you know that or not and so when they do things like that, you think it's like, ah, oh, well, uh, when they're talking about the, the forces around the Azeroth and like the Stone Teller Mountains and stuff, or what, no, what, no, what is it? Dreadwind Pass. When he says we need, we need a force at Dreadwind Pass, then you need to go to Dreadwind Pass. You, you need to do something that involves that. And because that doesn't happen, 
you, the view is automatically pulled back. It's like, okay, well, now, now I'm confused. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think that's a good point. But that being said, so that's, so that's the thing, and that's, and that's why I have a sort of a weird sort of a love-hate relationship with this film, because I'm just like you, dude. I mean, I just, I... Well, I... I, I was excited. I, I loved the movie. Like, I really did, like... Even the first time I watched it, there was moments in the movie that really like got me like amped up as a WoW fan. Like seeing Juratan with his with his wolf, you know, hat thing on. Yep. Um, that was freaking awesome. Seeing Iron Forge from the outside. Yep. And it looked it looked like a new realized version of Iron Forge. I mean that like that's like really got me amped up. I mean, I loved the movie. I, I really did you know, I, I I loved the movie. Mm. I don't have a love-hate relationship with the movie. I definitely love the movie. But I also see how if you're not a WoW fan, I don't know. It's it's kind of funny because um, I was talking to uh, Phil about it, and Phil's been telling people if, if you're not a WoW, if you've never played WoW before and you're not a WoW fan but you like fantasy, you should go see it. You'll probably love the movie. I don't understand. I don't know if I agree with that or not for all the same things that we've mentioned. I mean, I think that if you've never played WoW, you would be like, why the hell are they going to go? Why do I care about Goldshire? Hmm. Um, but yeah, Philip's perspective on it was, uh, he's such a fan that it felt weird to him. The whole uh, Medivh might possibly be Garona's father thing. The, you know, it felt weird to him that they didn't show anything from the Burning Legion. It was like Medivh turned into a demon instead of being, you know, possessed by someone from the Burning Legion. You know, it. it there's some people that say that they're too close to the WoW material to really appreciate the movie. But then if you're too far away, I don't know if you could appreciate it either, you know? But I get, because I've been a fan of comic book movies and how they're different from the comics and, and you know, like, movies about book. Like, I understood that it was going to be different. Mm. And uh, Noble actually did a really good video about this. And, and um, the, gist, the gist of Noble's video was... Who? Uh, Noble Five Seven or whatever the guy that makes YouTube videos about the lore of WoW and he's got that like crazy accent. He's oh. like really famous. Okay. It's like like biggest. I don't want to plug bigger, any. Other, I don't want to plug any other podcasts on this podcast. Uh, bigger than Asmongold. Fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll check it out. So what? Noble Noble what Noble? It's like Noble Eighty Seven. Noble something. Eighty Seven. All right, I'll check him out. I'll, I'll find it and and, uh, and give you the exact. Ah, right, cool. But. The gist of his video, and this, and this, I think sums up like the way I felt about the movie. Is the movie was exciting. It looked beautiful. It was a great fantasy story. I do feel like they did. I think they tried to cram too much into the movie, but um, all in all, I thought it looked great. I thought it was a fantastic, fun movie. Um, that being said, it's different than the games, hmm. but the games are also different than the books. The yeah. books are also different than the comics. Yeah. And the comics are now different than the movies. So this is just another iteration of the same characters and the same stories. Yeah. And Blizzard has always changed these things whenever they make them. I mean, it's just, you. you know, you can't write a book and expect it to translate the same as a comic or a movie, you know? I just want to touch on the video. thing saying, so you love this, you love this movie, though. I mean, so you're, so even... even Taking yourself, taking the Warcraft element away, you still think it works as a film? I think so. Yeah. I think that, I think it does. I think it does work as a film, but I think that you really, 
my opinion is you really have to be a Warcraft fan to really appreciate it. Yeah. I think if you went and saw this movie and you weren't a Warcraft fan, I don't think you'd leave thinking this is going to be in your top list of movies by any stretch of the means. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't think you'd want your money back. I mean, I think you'd be like, well, that was kind of fun and interesting. Yeah. You know, let's go get a pizza. You know, I don't, I don't yeah. think it would be... I don't think anybody would sit down and analyze it as much as we are right now, mm. unless we're just either a a movie critic, and if you're a movie critic that's never played WoW, you're probably gonna hate this movie because yeah. there's gonna be a lot. There's gonna it's a mixed bag of stuff. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of greatness there, and there's a lot of weirdness there. Mm. Um, but as but the movie is definitely made for Warcraft fans. I mean, I feel it like that was their is. intention. Yeah. And as a Warcraft fan, I love the movie. Like I seriously love the movie. I, I'm. I, I, I'm probably going to see it a few more times before it leaves theaters, and I'm definitely going to buy it. There's a graphic novel. There's a graphic novel that's a companion to it, yeah. and then there's two novels. One takes place before the movie. Mm. Um, it's the movie. It's the movie universe version of Duratan and how he leads into the beginning of this movie. Um, and then there's a, a book about the actual movie, um, and it's, it takes place in the events of the movie, but it's you get all the internalized, you know, all the thoughts of Juratan. Yeah, the novelization. Um, yeah, and and um, from what I understand, this was in the Noble video, um, there's a lot of scenes that are in the book that may have been intended in the movie that are not in the movie, and they're and they're kind of they're kind of uh, some of them are kind of crucial scenes, like events that happen after after the ending of the movie. Um, that may be leading into the next movie. Hmm. Um, yeah, and, and I think they're going to make another. I think they're going to make more. I don't think this movie is going to be a huge success. I don't think they're going to make. I don't think they're going to make a ton of money off of this. But I think Blizzard just is already printing fucking money, and I think that they know it's a better investment for them to make a sequel to this. Yeah. And than it is to just because because here's the thing, if this is all we ever get, then it was a lot of fun, but it's a crappy movie. Hmm. But if but if if this is the beginning of a trilogy and they can actually lead this into like, you know, the Ilden and the Arthas story, then, then I think it's a really rad movie in the beginning to the trilogy. I feel like this is a beginning movie. And if they never, if they never followed through on that, then it was a wasted movie. Well, it actually is called Warcraft, the beginning, isn't it? Yeah. Well, they, they added that in. It originally wasn't. And they added that in. So, Hmm. I mean, I think their intention is they have to make, they have to make. I feel like they have to make more. Yeah. If they don't make more, then this was a complete waste of money. They shouldn't have done it. Well, it, I'm it, I'm with you. I don't know, I don't know how. I mean, I can't remember back, but in our past reviews, but it, uh, that we've done together, but I I agree with everything you said, and that I think is the problem. It's it's if if they actually made they they've clearly made the film for Warcraft fans. I completely agree with you, and that was yeah. their that was their mistake. They, it, yeah, I know it is weird. I agree with you. I think it is a mistake on a financial level, but like, isn't that what we've always said we wanted? Like, I know it's you know, weird, we, isn't it? As a as a fan, it's, it's like, oh, well, weird, I wanted yeah. to make the film for me, but it just doesn't make any business sense because it just it just I just exactly. don't think it works. As yeah. a, it, it just doesn't work for me. As you know a, as, what? You know. you know what? Maybe we should let them worry about the business of it, and we just enjoy. And their we just product. enjoy it, and and, so, and that's the thing. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want it to sound like I'm ragging on the film because actually, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed yeah. it as a right after you, you saw it before I did. Yeah. I guess it came out in Australia first. No, I saw and, the um, thing. And uh, you, you, you know, you were super stoked about it. And, yeah. 
And whenever you said it was good, I was like, it's got to be good because David hates everything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I want to clarify. I don't think I said it was good. <laughs> I said I enjoyed it. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's be clear here. It, um, it's it, it's definitely not is, good. It's not a good film. Let's be honest. It is, it just, there's it, some it, fundamental thing, flaws of movie I making. It, I think it is a good film. I don't think it's, <laughs> I don't, I, but like, I, I don't know if you heard this conversation on the last ECN, but it's like, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, and, and I said this on here, and I talked about it on ECN, like, I was frustrated with the whole, like, you know, why do we have one scale for superhero movies, yeah. and why do we have another scale for, like, real movies, you know, yeah. and, 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 I, and, I, and I still think that, that there's a place where someone could do both, but at the same time, when did we ever think Silver War was going to be Shawshank Redemption? Like, why did we ever think <laughs> that that was going to be the case? Like, like this is a movie about heroes that are fighting each other because the government wants to register them. It's the dumb. It's it's really kind of a retarded storyline. Yeah. Like, why did we ever think that this was going to be a great movie? And and in Warcraft is a similar thing. Like, why did we ever think it was going to be art? Like, it's it's a movie about a video game made nearly 20 years ago and the original storyline was just like orcs versus humans they had no background and then they developed all that over the course of the years and it's changed a hundred times like there it was never made to be a movie like it's amazing that they made a good movie out of it in the first place you know yeah. like i don't know why we ever thought it was going to be anything anything else but that being said i love the movie and uh <laughs> i hope they do more I'm not, sure that, I'm not sure that it's a problem if they've made it just for the fans because how many Warcraft players are there in the world? And if just the Warcraft players go and see this movie, that's still going to cover all it's, their costs. Yeah, that's right. It's still, it's still a success business-wise. How many players are there, yeah. bro? Right now, there's only like 5 million, but over all time, I mean, there's like 20 million players. And I, I, I do find it interesting earlier that you believe it. Before you, instead of saying Warcraft players, you almost said Warcraft users. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, just so, all right. Well, you know, so you talked about this uh, on a different show before you talked to me about it. I feel used. I, I feel <laughs> cheapened. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't talked about Warcraft to anybody yet. This is the first time. I'm talking oh, okay, about cool. Well, that face, that's fine. That's fine. Um, but, and, and, <laughs> um, and I really, I really feel like I'm sounding like negative, like I'm trying to defend a bad movie. It's really not that bad. It's really, it's, it's not, not that not bad. Yeah, no, you're right. But it's not that bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what I wanted it to clarify. Reminds, it reminds me of the first of the first uh, Hellboy. When you saw the first Hellboy, yeah, I left the theater going, that was a pretty cool movie. It didn't change my life, but it was a pretty cool movie. Yeah, and that's the way I felt about this. I, in in this case, it, it kind of does impact me in a big way, but just because Warcraft means so much to me. But yeah. I feel like if I was just a passing Warcraft fan, maybe I played it several years ago, I'd see the movie and I'd be like, "Ah, oh, that was cool. Maybe they'll make more. Maybe they won't. My life won't change either way." I don't. I didn't yeah. think it was like a terrible movie. And huh. I feel like if you are a major fan of Warcraft, like then we don't have to sell you on going to see the movie. You're probably already going to see it. But, like, I feel like if you're, like, a Warcraft fan, you will love the movie. Yeah. I, 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 would, I wanted to review it as, as, a, as a Warcraft fan as a, as a, and a non-Warcraft fan. So, and, and I did, I did want to end on some positives. I mean, it's, but, yeah, I mean, like you said, I, 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 was, I was telling you about it. And, and, and some of it is magnificent. It really is. Some of it just blew me away. The fight in Alwyn Forest is awesome. Yeah. And, and and that's part of the problem. There should have been more of that sort of stuff. There's very little 
war in a film called Warcraft. Did you notice that? <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah, it's a very it, honestly, a it's a little slower film. than you expect. Yeah. There's yeah, there's this not there's not enough combat, there's not enough actual conflict. It's 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 usually just talking with a whole bunch of characters that you don't give a shit about. But all right, what's your all right? You said your favorite scene was in the hut. Is that what you? If I asked you your favorite scene out of the movie, that's the one you'd pick? Yeah, my favorite. Well, my favorite scene. All right, so so I got, I got two different hats on, right? So I'll put so I've got my my Warcraft fan hat on. My favorite scene was Alwyn Forrest. Um, followed up by uh, the opening sequence because um, it just looked magnificent, um, and I yeah, quite like the done. Um, yeah, as a as an actual as a take as a taking my Warcraft hat off and talking and talking as a film critic, then my favorite scene, yes, was the hut. The two the two scenes in the hut actually the one with Duritan and Draga, the pregnant Draga, before they go through the gate, um, and uh, then the scene later on with Baby Thrall. Oh, with, oh yeah, whatever, his, whatever yeah. his actual name is, go whatever, go Al or whatever, uh, go, go Al. Al. Yeah, um, yeah. Yours? My as a fan, my favorite scene was the opening sequence with the mm. with the the portal, yeah. just because it shows it shows the like the mass taking of life, like the fuel to the fuel of this fail is like these innocent not just like killing people but it's like they're taking their souls of the innocent mm. like so if you believe in an afterlife they don't even have a chance at that like this is absorbing the souls of the inner innocent and spitting them out in this twisting nether or whatever the hell it does and then turning into this fail energy that opens this portal like mm. and it just it shows this just to me it represents something i've always liked in warcraft where it's like the story is much bigger than just one person you know one orc can't destroy a world but like the the this it it takes an entire race of people a genocide just to open this portal mm. to this other world you know and, and that to me like they the opening of the movie like showed like you know the magnitude of that and that's always been like a part of wow that i've liked is like the story is much bigger than i am um and then and honestly that could bring up a whole conversation about how uh, Blizzard has downplayed that with Warlords of Draenor making you the leader of your own garrison and you're like the most important thing in the universe now. Um, but anyway, that's a whole other conversation. Um, <laughs> I and agree. Then as, a, as a filmmaker and a fan, um, the scene where, uh, and spoiler alert, Draka is dying, um, but her last, her last act on this earth was to protect her son. Mm. But not only that, her last vision her last vision, you know, in in reality, um, is her watching her son float away, and a knowing that he's going to be safe, that that what she did um, at least protected him in that moment, that like at least he stands a chance now to survive. Hmm. Um, but yet she doesn't know his fate, and she she dies, you know, never knowing his fate. And um, that that uh, was probably the most like uh, I think that was probably the the biggest scene for me as far as like. If that were in any movie, I think I would like that scene. Yeah, and I actually prefer that over what actually happens, like the the law part of it. So actually, yeah, I, I did, I did, I did quite like that change. Um, yeah, so yeah, so these, that was sort of like like my favorite sort of stuff. But it, but it, with the you know the walk the, the as a as a Warcraft fan, I, I mean I enjoyed it. I did I enjoyed it a lot. I mean as as despite what I was saying earlier, as annoying as they were as a as a film critic, um, you know the, the references to. Dreadwing Pass and all that sort of stupid shit. Just, just the stupid decisions that were made in the film. Um, 
despite those, I still cheered. <laughs> I mean, I still, I was still like, yeah, Golja, yeah, yeah. Dreadroom Pass, yeah, Karazhan. You know, I mean, it's, all, all the references still made me very excited. Um, I will also say this, it's actually probably the best representation of magic that I've seen on a film. Um, mm. the, when they were casting their spells... I In just, 3D, I was like, that shit looks so cool. Yeah, too. I was like, holy shit, that looked magnificent. Um, except for the polymorph sheep one, which I, you know... Which was the? Oh, I thought that was great. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't. It, I didn't. I didn't think it was very funny. But it's. But uh, yeah. But the 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 bit you know with the the circle and I was, I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. Um, yeah. Really, really, really cool stuff. Yeah. And but yeah, I mean, it's as much as I enjoyed it as a, as a fan, it, the, the film definitely has its flaws. So I can understand why it's created this sort of, you know, this sort of mixed bag reaction. I I can totally understand why. It, it makes perfect yeah. sense. It's not just the I internet understand. being the internet. There's there's legitimate reasons there's uh, where this film just does not work, but as a as a fan though, I mean, because like you said, it was made for the fans, and as a fan, if you're a fan of Warcraft, then you, you need to see it. It's because it's uh, it's an amazing achievement that it even exists at all. All right, so yeah, so I just wanted, I wanted to touch on the as we're law people. Uh, do you approve of the changes to the law? Because it was quite a few. There's a lot of lot of changes to the law, and. I think they had to. I mean, I, I think you. I think that we were, you know. I think you would be, and I'm not trying to insult anybody, but I think you would have to be naive in thinking that they weren't going to change any of the lore. I mean, yeah. But they did. But they changed it a lot. I mean, it's like, yeah. it's almost Marvel level, like <laughs> like changing the lore. Like it's changed a lot. Um, but I'm okay with it. I understand. Yeah. I understand how it's confusing because to me, the intention of this movie is to bring. My my view on the and again maybe we're like trying too hard to be the business people behind Blizzard and they know what the hell they're doing and we just need to trust you know <laughs> and just enjoy the movie and just trust that they knew what they were doing. But to me, the intention of this movie would be to bring people back into WoW, like maybe people that used to play that hasn't played in a while. Um, you know, like my wife saw the movie; she barely plays WoW. She actually loved the movie, and there, you know, she now knows who Juratan is, whereas before she was just following him around Draenor and get picking up exclamation points and turning her question marks, you know? Yeah. And now she actually knows a little bit more about the internal struggle of that character, and she understands, you know, she understands characters that she didn't before. And that's why Warlords Draenor came out right before this movie was because they were trying to remind people of all those characters. But um, the my thinking would be that would be the intention. Yeah. But the problem is, is that a lot of the lore is is changed so much that I feel like it would be confusing to someone like my wife, who is like, you know, as she picks up a quest that talks about how Garona is 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 a, is, is a stealthy assassin, and our version of or and the movie version of the Garona is like this like awkward, um, you know, war hardened, but you know, you know, just not the same Garona basically. Mm. Um, not to mention that, like this whole like possibility of you know medieval, you know possibly being Garona's father thing I don't, is I don't, completely not in the game. Yeah, I don't know. But they they sort of they slightly they hint at it, but it's not. I don't think I don't think it actually is the case. I don't think it. I don't know if it's the case or not. There's yeah. a lot of talk about that going on the internet. I think it's if they did that, and it, it, I already love the movie. I'm not going to be mad if they did. But if they did that, I think it's too similar to Star Wars. Yeah, like it's, it's 
the movie's already pretty similar to Star Wars yeah. just in the way that it's cut and everything. Mm. But like that would be too similar to Star Wars. Like that would be like to the point where it's like, uh, you know, where you just trying to, you know, yeah, <laughs> uh, Jon Snow may or may not be coming back. Uh, Glenn may or may not be dead. Uh, this may <laughs> or may not be somebody's daughter. Maybe you know what I mean. Like it's like it's getting too similar now. You mm. know. Mm. I don't know. I mean, the clues are definitely there. You know, like the scene where he gives her that like magic rose thing. Like, what was mm. that all about? You know, like yeah. unless it was like, and then he tells you this story about how he left for six years and fell in love with this woman, and uh, she accepted him for who he was. Like that was definitely hinting yeah. that he could possibly be your father. It's possible. And it's funny that Rose never shows up again. No, um, it's it's. Uh, it doesn't. Yeah, I'm telling you, they 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 made this movie with the intention of making more movies. Because yeah. who the hell was the woman, Aladine or Aldine or whatever, the woman in the in the box that talks to um, Cadigar? Medea's mom. That's who that was. Yeah. See, I didn't. I had no idea. I was like, is this Jana Proudmore coming from the future? Like, no, she's... it's it's Medea's, <laughs> it's Medea's mother, and that's. The only time you get any hint to the actual law of... Because the movie doesn't explain Medea's corruption at all. Just doesn't, doesn't even, it doesn't even attempt it. And that really irritated me. But that's that scene is the I'm only thing that to, comes close. I'm, you just know that there's something going on with Medea. Yeah, well, he's clearly shifty. But you don't know it. I mean, the law, the law part of it is that he's, he, was, saying, he was corrupted in utero. And, yeah. you know, he never had a chance, the poor bastard. But this one, he just basically just... You can tell he's a shifty dude... But then yeah. the foul activates his his bad genes or some shit. It's like, what the fuck's going on here? I'm, like, I'm trying to think of how I would view it if I had never if I had never played the game before. Yeah. I, I, it doesn't I, make I any sense. It, they really don't do a good job there. <laughs> I mean, I guess you would think like, well, he's he is corrupted by the fell. Yeah, that's the only, is, only the only surmise that you can make out of it is that the fell corrupts him. Because he was really and, a bad guy anyway. He's like the dark, and he's doing the chant to open the dark portal. And he, and they do a good job of explaining that like he's been possessed, like he yeah. doesn't know what he's done. Because he actually comes out and says that I just don't remember what I did. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I think that if I were watching the movie and I had no Warcraft knowledge, I would be like, well, how did he get corrupted to open the portal? Yeah. Before he ever came through. Well, that's right. Know? It's obviously Which not the foul. It's not the foul that's corrupted him because he was corrupted before the foul even appeared. So, well, yeah, but I'm saying, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Like, how would he? Yeah. How, I think that if I had never played the game, I think I would think that that was a plot error. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, it is a plot. It's a plot error because if it, it's if anybody who hasn't played the game doesn't understand what's going on. I mean, I, I guess the only thing you can come up with is that he's it's you know the sort of the classic of the fantasy genre is that he read a book that he shouldn't have read, and it's sort of yeah. you know it's, it's let the darkness in type shit. I I can only assume that's what it was meant to. That we're trying to well, that's for. that is true. That is true. That yeah. um, that book was kind of the only key that you had there. So I mean, I think you could put that together that he was corrupted, yeah, by the knowledge that was in that book. But how did the knowledge get on Azeroth if that's a magic that's from Draenor? And yeah. again, I know it's not; it's from the Burning Legion. But as a viewer that's never played the game, that's what you would think. Yeah, that it's from Draenor. Well, okay, I guess I guess we'll end it there. I mean, I just so as a so just a, just a bookend. Uh, I mean, you 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 loved the film, and you you're happy with it. I loved it. I yeah. loved it. All in all, uh, I loved it. I mean, I, I I get why I get why people may have problems with it, and I and I acknowledge those problems. But I, I feel like they made the movie for me. They made the movie for the fans, and 
you know, I don't know that that was the best business decision, but mm. I don't make business decisions for Blizzard, and I love the movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't go so far as to say as I love it, but uh, I did enjoy it. And uh, yeah. and I think this is the perfect combination of Azerothian times. I think it's it's our it's our last Azerothian times, and yeah, and, and I can tell you, ten years ten years ago, I didn't, yeah. I would never have ever thought that a Warcraft movie, would, well, at least a live action Warcraft movie, would ever be out. I mean, yeah. I, was, I, yeah. I mean, a, an animated Warcraft movie, I, I thought you may be on the cards, direct a video or something. But the fact that now, how do you I, feel about that? I, I, and and I'll say this too. I think this movie is so specific for the fans hmm. that if they made these movies direct to video, I don't think that would be a bad decision. Like no. I know usually that's frowned upon, yeah. but I feel like the people that are seeing this movie are Warcraft fans, and the mass audience is not going to see it. Yeah. I feel like if if they made them exactly like this, but direct to Blu-ray, I, I don't think that would be. I mean. The rest of the world may look at that and say, "Oh, it's sad they couldn't get enough, you know, no, people to go see their movie." But like, seriously, they're making yeah. it for the the WoW fans, and I feel like that that would be a, a good decision. The tide, again, the tide is turning on that sort of stuff, man. And look at the DC animated films; they're direct yeah. to home video, and yeah. most of those are pretty damn good, and they make do enough think, money to keep making them. Do you think it was cheaper to do this whole live action mixed with uh, motion capture on a blue stage? Do you think that was cheaper than them just making like the way they make the intros to the games? Because no, <laughs> I definitely don't. Well, because to me, honestly, like I-, I loved the movie, I loved the look of it. I'm glad they did it this way. But to me, the beginning of Warlords of Draenor, and even the beginning of um, I think Warlords of Draenor had a better opening. I think it was the best uh, out of all of them. Yeah. But like to me, that style, if they made that and either put it in theaters or or straight to video, and they maybe even market it to a, a like a slightly younger audience. Mm. I think that would be successful. I think I think I that, don't think so. I think they could do that. You don't think so? Not for a slightly younger audience. Yeah, it would be hard to make Warcraft for a younger audience if you're really going to tell the story. There's yeah. certain stories that you could tell, um, but they would all be Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, well, I mean that's uh, that's that's the perfect bookend to, to uh, Azerothian times. I think it's just, uh, we've uh, we've we've finished our run on uh, an event that we never thought would actually happen in our lifetime. So it's uh, yeah, I'm pleased that it exists, even with its flaws. I'm pleased that I got to see it. Yeah. Well, that's it for uh, Azerothian times. Let's finish up with uh, coming soon. There's only one movie of significance coming out next week, isn't there? <laughs> I don't know, is there? So, in Australian cinemas, Thursday, 16th of June, we get Finding Dory, the sequel to Finding Nemo, the animated film that I hate for no real reason. I don't know why I don't know why I just like that film so much. That's weird. You got something to get fish. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Is this the, the second one or the third one? No, this is the second one. Finding, yeah, Finding Dory. Same. Yeah, there was a. I think there was a director video version somewhere. I don't know, but anyway, this is the actual sequel. Uh, Me before you, which is Amelia Clark and uh, some paralyzed guy. Amelia Clark with the animated eyebrows. Yeah, and with a weird accent. That's a weird accent. It's English. No, her me about you accent, oh, not her real accent. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's actually. Yeah, she is British. Uh, some movie called Miles Ahead, which I don't know anything about, so I'm going to move on. Uh, Mr. Wright. Which is written by Max Landis and has gotten some pretty bad reviews here in Australia. So uh, yeah, but that's um, 
I've read a couple of reviews and uh, it's been absolutely hammered. Rotten Tomatoes at 25%. And uh, last but definitely not least, Warcraft, the beginning. And yeah, it's alright, you might as well check it out. So I, did, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't see the advanced uh, screening, so I can go, I'll go and see it when it actually officially comes out. So yeah. Maybe I can give you an opinion from a non-Warcraftian... Well, I would very much like to hear your opinion, but it won't be on the show, because it'll be the end. <laughs> and uh, in American cinemas, Bo. Uh, we also have Finding Dory, but we also have Central Intelligence, which is the Kevin Hart, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Right. Is that it? That's it. That's it. Yeah. Jesus. So and you, there's what? a documentary that comes out that looks kind of interesting. It's called Raiders, the story of the greatest fan film ever made. I don't I don't know what it is, but it looks cool. <laughs> Good. Raiders of the Lost Ark. It'll be about Raiders of the Lost Ark. I, think, Star, I yeah. actually think I've seen the promo. I think it. I was in the promo to it too, actually. Yeah. I don't know why it deserves its own documentary, but you know it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> They're running out of one ideas. Of my, They're running out of topics for documentaries. <laughs> one of my favorite documentaries is called I think it's called The Lot, or maybe it's called Parking Lot. But it's just about these guys that work at this parking lot, and it's it's actually like one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. And that's all it's about is these guys that work at this parking lot. <laughs> there you go. It's. Highly recommended. We should make a documentary about the making of the documentary of the making of a movie. <laughs> yeah. I would build in a bed yeah. that's been done. <laughs> I, I want to make a Actually, I yeah. make a documentary about me making that same documentary. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, it's probably been done. <laughs> There's nothing new. Well, that's, uh, that's it for episode 199. It's a sad but yet exciting occasion. Because we got to talk about Warcraft the movie for yeah, almost an hour. And stayed awake. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so did Bo. I didn't hear that uh, that keyboard noise. So actually he was he stayed awake for the entire term. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's moving more into daytime now. I'm glad. We, I'm glad we agreed on the film, Bo. That would be that would have been a bad a bad end to Azerothian times if we'd got into yeah. an argument. Because you think I hate everything, apparently. <laughs> this is the ongoing joke. <laughs> I. Uh... Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm indifferent about... I feel like the same way you do, because I'm indifferent about the movie because I, I'm worried that a movie that is just made for well fans is not going to be well-received. Yeah. Um, but as a well fan, I really liked it a lot, so... Yeah. So it ticks all the boxes for us. I'm pleased. Right, and then, uh, <laughs> this pleases me. This pleases me. So that's it. So that's it. It's night. so our final episode is next week's episode. We'll have the whole crew on here. Um, the original flavor, and uh, Bo, the new crew, and the uh, new flavor. The new flavor. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that joke's never been funny. I don't know why we keep doing it. <laughs> but well, now uh, it's now it's all the old flavor, I guess. Yeah, it's, 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 it's right. that's all right. I, I, we're going to stop calling you the new flavor, but you basically are the crew. So, um, flavor, flavor, flavor. So yeah, so it'll be it'll be uh, a sad but momentous event. I'll throw out some NCP facts and. Talk about our favourite stuff, and we'll do a, a vote for our the favourite crew member <laughs> and stuff like that. He's going to do the whole show with no pants on, and I will not be wearing pants. <laughs> and for our British listeners, that means I don't mean underwear; I mean actual like, trousers. trousers. <laughs> Thanks very much for listening, and uh, please join us next week for our final episode, two hundred. That's it for me and the crew, Crystal. That's a trap. I knew someone was going to do it. And Bo. It's finally over. Oh! 
Stop, man. Let's do another episode together. <laughs> this guy. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to NCP. Thank you for being a part of our crew. If you would like to support the show, you can use the Amazon widget on our website to do your Amazon shopping. If you have any feedback, please go to nerdculturepodcast.com forward slash contact us where you will find a list of the many different ways you can interact with us. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode.